0: Check her Instagram linked below and enjoy listening to my sexy stories. The next story is posted by author, deleted. From r/slash erotica, the title of this post is Teenage Dream. Sit back and enjoy the story. I stole a quick glance at my watch, just one minute left on my shift, thankfully. Barista-ing for 8 hours straight was not the most pleasant way to spend a Saturday, but as a college freshman, it had to be done. I had limited hours available during the week because of classes and studying. A female customer entered. I put on my best customer service face. May I help you? Coffee. Black. Grant. I entered the data into the register. May I have a name for the order? Marissa. She paid. I poured her coffee and put a lid on the cup, and she took it. I went to the back to clock out, and one minute later, having thrown my light jacket on over my uniform shirt, I emerged into the main body of the store, moving slow enough that a snail could pass me. My legs felt like jello, and I still had a 15-minute walk back to my dorm room. This wouldn't do. I needed to let my legs recover. I collapsed into a chair, and my eyes were drawn back to Marissa. She was the only customer right now. She was actually very pretty. She was standing up to drink her coffee, so I could see all of her. Blue hair with purple streaks, just past shoulder length. Purple button-down shirt exposing just a hint of cleavage. Large chest, as near as I could determine. Her legs looked thick and strong, and her jeans showed off her curves. A nice, big, round rear in particular. I'd never been attracted to large women, but I was definitely going to have to make an exception. It's not polite to stare. I returned my focus to my external environment. Marissa was speaking to me. I'm sorry. Was I spacing out? Spacing out, huh? You looked more like you were checking me out. I blushed, busted. I know I'm attractive. You're not the first person to be captivated by me and you won't be the last. I blushed more deeply. I apologize. What can I do to make it up to you? You can start by telling me your name. You already know mine. I'm Greg. You're a student at the college, right? Marissa was very perceptive. I am. Well then, Greg, you can meet me at the Cold Stone two blocks from the campus at noon tomorrow and buy me ice cream. And you can try not to stare at me. I wearily got to my feet. Sounds good, Marissa. Thank you for being forgiving. One mistake is forgivable. Just don't make it into a pattern. Good advice. See you tomorrow at noon. I arrived at the Cold Stone at 11.58am the next day, wondering if Marissa would actually show up. One minute later, a large hand descended on my shoulder. I looked up and saw Marissa's smiling face looking down at me. I somehow hadn't noticed yesterday that she was about six foot one, a good five inches taller than me. I must have been even more exhausted after my shift than I thought. Hello again, Greg. Hi, Marissa. Shall we? Marissa kept her hand on my shoulder as we proceeded to the counter. We were the only customers in the place at the moment. It gets a lot busier at the end of lunch hour explained the worker. Most people have ice cream for dessert, not as a main course. Marissa placed her order, then I placed mine and I paid for both. We sat down at a table, facing each other. I think we got off on the wrong foot, I said. But I'm very happy you forgave that. You're a very pleasant company. Marissa laughed. This isn't supposed to be a date, Greg. Maybe, it should be. Oh, really? Hope really does spring eternal in the male gonad. Sex is the farthest thing from my mind. So you're asking to actually court me, not just take me to bed. Yes, I know about you. You're a student at the college who works as a barista part-time to make some spending money. And what are you studying? I am aiming for a degree in biology. So you want to be a scientist? Very good. Now, what do you want to know about me? What do you do for a living? I host a show on the local radio station and I also do podcasts. What sort of show and casts? I generally talk about issues affecting women and how men can be better than they are. Better in what way? More respectful of women. Treat them like people instead of objects. Listen when women speak, things like that. You're doing a good job of that so far, by the way. I blushed again. But this time it was not one of shame. So, if I were to offer to take you on dates, you want me to get your input on things like where we go, correct? You don't just decide, you can make suggestions, but we should come to a mutual agreement. I would love to date you every Sunday afternoon for a while. That's pretty much the only free time I have with my school schedule. Classes during the week and your job all day setting. That makes sense. I'm willing to let you try. What did you have in mind for next Sunday? An afternoon at the park. I could meet you by the statue of the general. Okay, meet you there at 1 PM next Sunday. And if we're going to date, we should exchange numbers. We handed over our phones. She put her number in mine, and I did the same in hers. We gave each other the phones back. See you in a week, Marissa. Thanks for spending time with me today. Thanks for the ice cream. She rose from her seat, waved at me and walked out. Next Sunday, I was standing by the statue. When I spotted Marissa approaching, I gave her a smile. And she took my hand in hers as we walked to a nearby bench and sat down. It's very nice to see you again, Marissa. You seem genuinely pleased. I guess you might actually be a decent human being. I certainly hope so. You'd be surprised how many people of any gender are not. Sounds like there's a story behind that several. But the most recent one is that the last guy I dated got very upset when he found out he wouldn't be fully in charge of intimate activities. I had to knee him in the balls to make him see reason. We broke up on the spot. I'm very sorry you had to go through that. I'm over it. I warned all my friends about him afterward. A group of college-age people was tossing around a frisbee and gesturing at us. We agreed to join them. After that, I purchased two hot dogs from the vendor to serve as lunch for Marissa and me. What do you want to do next Sunday? How about a movie? Marissa paid for her ticket and snacks, and I paid for mine. It was a pleasant action comedy. We both liked it, as well we should, we had discussed it beforehand to find one we both thought we would like. The next Sunday, we attended a free concert in the park. Two local bands supplied the music. Greg, have you ever attended an opera? No. I scored a couple of tickets for a comic opera next Sunday through work. I'd like to invite you along. I accept. It was actually kind of fun. The singing was in Italian, but they had a screen above the stage with an English translation of the words so I could follow along. And comic was a very apt word to describe the plot. One Sunday followed another, and soon school was about to be out. By now, Marissa and I were having short conversations on the phone every other day of the week. I had to admit, I was growing very attracted to her and not just physically. What are you going to do when school ends for the year? Where are you going to live? I hadn't thought about that. I would need somewhere to stay over the summer, wouldn't I? How much is dorm housing costing you? 600 a month. When I looked it up, I have a sofa in my apartment that converts to a bed. There's a bathroom in the hall you can use. I'll keep using the master bathroom, which is attached to the master bedroom. And I'll only charge you $300 a month. Marissa, you're a lifesaver. How can I ever thank you? By being a grateful, polite tenant and worshipping me as your goddess. Okay, that last one's a slight exaggeration. I laughed. I'll definitely be very polite and grateful. We let the school know. As I intended to keep the same arrangement even when it began again in the fall. Then, after my last finals, I moved what few possessions I had into Marissa's apartment. You didn't tell me your apartment complex had a swimming pool. Yeah, it's nice in the summer. Sometimes you get a really hot day. I made sure to take the first opportunity to buy a swimsuit. And it was a good thing I did. Because just a week after I moved in, we had one of those really hot days. By noon the temperature was over 90 degrees F. I think it's time we use the pool, Greg. I agree, Marissa. She set a bottle of SPF 50 suntan lotion on the table. I have another one upstairs. Make sure you don't miss a spot. 10 minutes later, I was in my swimsuit and had covered all my exposed skin with the suntan lotion. Marissa walked into the room, dressed in her swimsuit. I didn't look up at first. I'm all protected from the sun. How about you? Yeah. Then we're ready. And at that point, I actually looked up. Marissa was wearing a one-piece suit that accentuated every good feature of her body. Enough cleavage was showing to highlight her chest. Her lovely round rear looked amazing covered with only the material of the suit. And her long, strong, bare legs were magnificent. I briefly imagined them wrapped around my face. Oh, uh, Greg. You're staring again. I'm sorry. You're gorgeous. She smiled. I know. And I was just teasing you. I would be upset if you hadn't been admiring me. This suit isn't exactly designed to divert attention. With that, she lightly punched me on the arm. Now let's hit the pool. I thought that was an excellent idea. We weren't the only ones who had it as the pool was already occupied by about 15 people. Marissa and I found a spot near the deep end where we could stand with only our heads above water. The cool liquid felt wonderful against my skin. A splash of water suddenly struck my face. Marissa was giggling like a schoolgirl. Gotcha, Greg. I splashed her back. Take that. We engaged in a splash fight, laughing like maniacs for several minutes. Then we went quiet and both half closed our eyes just enjoying the sun on our faces and the feeling of being in the pool. Two kids who looked to be about eight were wearing life jackets and tossing one of those round air-filled balls, about as big as their head, back and forth. A throw went offline and the ball floated over towards me and Marissa. She scooped it up and flipped it back over towards them. We stayed in the pool for a good hour before deciding to head back in. After we both showered and dressed, Marissa came back into the living room. That's the first time I've seen your body. You actually look nice. I blushed. Thank you. Are you familiar with the saying that good things come to those who wait? Who isn't? You've been waiting for a while. But what you may not realize is that so have I. Huh? I don't have anyone on the side. This means that the longer I made you wait to get intimate with me, the longer I was also denying my own needs. Women get horny too, you know. It had been about five months since Marissa had shown up at the coffee shop. Time had just kind of slipped by. Does this mean, yes, you have proven yourself by not trying to pressure me. Undress here and then come join me in the master bedroom. She walked away, deliberately shimmying her rear. As I began to remove my clothes. Three minutes later, I walked into the master bedroom. Marissa was lying naked on the bed. Please join me. I climbed onto the bed and lay down next to her. Given everything I know about you, I feel it would be best to let you take the lead. And you have my consent to do whatever you'd like. Marissa laughed, careful saying things like that. But you're correct to let me take the lead. Trust me, we will reach the part where your penis is inside my vagina. By the way, due to certain things in my past, I can't get pregnant. So don't worry about coming inside me. Before I could respond, Marissa had wrapped her arms around me and pulled me close. I wrapped my arms around her, barely managing to have my fingertips meet. She placed her lips against mine, and we shared a slow... Gentle kiss, we broke briefly for air, and Marissa placed her lips against mine again. This time she slipped her tongue inside my mouth. I responded in kind, and our tongues happily twined together until we needed to replenish the oxygen in our lungs. You're a good kisser, Marissa. Practice makes perfect. You're just 19, right? Yep. I'm in my early 30s. I've had over a decade longer to refine my skills. She kissed me again, another soft one, and ran her fingertips up and down along my back. I shivered as little darts of pleasure sparked through my skin. Marissa slid her body upwards, positioning her breasts in front of my face. I tentatively kissed my way through her cleavage. Mmmmm. You may suckle them. I did exactly that, first kissing my way up to her nipple, then wrapping my mouth around it and suckling. Marissa's arms secured my head in place as she shivered and let out soft moans. I switched to her other nipple then spent a few minutes alternating back and forth. You're probably about ready to blow since I don't suppose you've had a chance to jerk off in a while. I want you to last when I fuck you, so let's take care of you right away. She was correct. Marissa's hand wrapped around my pole, and she began stroking me. Her other hand was stimulating my balls, which, indeed, were very full. My cock throbbed and pulsed as she pumped me. Within seconds, jets of sperm erupted from my cock. Marissa cleaned me up with a cloth then stroked me right back to hardness. Normally, I'd ask for more foreplay, including you going down on me. But I'm as eager as you today, and I see it didn't take you long to be ready again. It sure hadn't. What's your favorite position? I have several, but today I'm going to pin you down and ride you. I lay on my back and spread my legs. Marissa lowered her box directly onto my pole. MMMMM, being inside you feels wonderful. Then you'll really love this. Marissa placed her hands on my chest and began sliding up and down. I watched her luscious breasts bounce as she made love to me. She noticed where I was looking and leaned her torso forward, allowing me to catch a nipple in my mouth. I began to move my hips in time with hers as she established a rhythm. Marissa was moaning and her body quivering in my arms. I suckled more intensely on her nipple as she locked her arms around my head and her legs around my waist. I placed my hands on her rear and gently groped her as she continued to bounce on me. She merely gripped me tighter and moved her body faster. I could feel the cum beginning to again boil up in my balls. She apparently could, too. I want you to fill me up, Greg. I couldn't respond, as my mouth was otherwise occupied. Her legs tightened around me and I could feel her internal muscles trying to milk the cum from my rod. She let out a lustful scream and her body shuddered violently as I started spurting within her. She held me firmly until she'd finished draining every drop from my balls. Then she slipped off me and lay next to me as the two of us tried to recover from the intense session. When I was able to speak again, I said, Marissa, that was amazing. She gave me a smile. I'm glad you thought that. I liked it a lot as well. And I'd like you to come to my room at least three times a week from now on so I can use you as my sex toy. I laughed. Marissa, you can have me every day if you'd like and you know it. You're beautiful, kind, caring, and thoughtful. She gave me a gentle kiss. I think I'll like having you as a tenant. Then she put her lips right against my ear and whispered to me, Wow, really? Yup. I had no idea. I know, I really like you, Greg, and more than just sexually. I think you should stay with me for a long time. Oh, I will, Marissa, for as long as you'll let me.